Hello all you gingerbread fiends and holly jolly hounds, this is Brett from Dimension Z, and uh, how's it going, Greg? <laughs> it's good, I was, I was trying not to laugh and ruin that, that was, that was perfect. I was like, well, this is our Christmas episode, so I figured we had to do something a little special for Christmas. Yeah, Merry Christmas, or Happy Hanukkah, or whatever you guys celebrate today, this is the last one of these. Yes, Happy the 25th. <laughs> yes. Like, yeah, I, I had fun doing these, but I'm excited to get back to our more normal, not-so-themed episodes. Yeah, me too. Like, I enjoy just the random ones, especially, like, like how we talked about we kind of have the next, like, bunch um, planned out. And what I really wanted to do with them, and I'm glad, like, it kind of worked out this way, is it's very different. It goes from, like, one week to another, the two movies are, like, really weird. Well, that's what I tried to do in case... Well, as you did too, we tried to switch it up in case people have one style of horror they're into, but not so much another. Like Some people like haunting stuff, some people like slashers, some like zombies, so we kind of threw everything we could into it. Right. And there's a few, on, there's a couple on there that um I've never seen that I'm interested, like I'm excited to see for the first time, like, uh, I mean, it's going to be in a few weeks, but like Jennifer's Body. Yeah, that's in, that's next month, that's in January, I think. Yeah. We have, we have two before that. Oh yeah, I can't wait for the one, the next one. What we're doing? Oh, we'll get, we'll reveal it at the end of the episode. Yeah, but for, I don't oh, know if I'm so angry <laughs> for that because I've already watched. It. I'm so angry. <laughs> well, um, like looking at the ones I threw out there for, like these are the ones we should do. I threw a lot of sequels out there. You did. I noticed a lot of twos on yours. I've I've come to find out I'm a very huge fan of sequels. I don't know why, but for some reason, like. Slumber Party Massacre 2 is better than Slumber Party Massacre. Um, I don't know. Silent, we're like, we're doing Silent Night, Deadly Night 2 today. Um, yeah, what a segue right there. And some ways it's better than the first one. Well, it includes the first one pretty much as a bonus. Yeah, you really don't need to watch the first movie. Just watch part two because over half, well, I wouldn't say over half of this movie, but close to half of it is flashbacks. Almost a third. Almost yeah. a third of this movie is the first movie. It's all flashbacks, and uh, Ricky, who is our like uh, main character throughout this movie, narrating the flashbacks here and there, like he's been there, but there's no way... Like, either A, he was a baby when the events happened, so there's no way he remembers them, or yes. B, he wasn't even there, like, present for the event to know what happened. Well, there's newspapers and police records... But I mean, like stuff like how, like, oh, later in the like movie, like, uh, Billy, who is his brother, who is like the main person in the first movie, walks in on this couple who are having sex at the orphanage. They weren't but, at the orphanage, were they? Yeah, no, they were at the orphanage, fucking. Uh, and then oh. the nun comes in and beats the fuck out of them. Oh yeah, yeah, I remember. I know what you're talking about. Now I yeah. meant a different part. Well, no. anyway, we should specify it is Silent Night, Deadly Night Part Two. Where can people watch this? Um, I watched it on Shudder. Um, I know uh, Joe. Last year, Joe Bob Briggs did a special on it as well, so it's on Shudder twice. Yeah, it's also on Tubi. If you guys don't have Shudder for free, if you oh guys nice, watch it. Yeah, Tubi's great for like. I can't believe some of the stuff that's on there. Like, we're, they're not sponsored. This is just us talking about something we like. If you want to sponsor us, please. Yeah, I wonder how they would do. They're like, we're a free streaming site. How are we supposed to sponsor you? <laughs> 
They have ads. They have commercials. Yeah, they do. Okay, well, just to go ahead and I guess dive into the movie. Um, came out in okay. 1980. I do want to say this was a fresh for me. How you were talking about seeing yeah. new movies. I had never seen this movie before, and I am so glad I did. Have you ever seen the first one? No, but I pretty much have now. Okay, I mean, I would. I still... went back. I did. I should. I should correct myself. I have now seen the first one. Okay, good. I was going to say, I would still recommend watching the first one, because there are parts that they don't include in this one, of course, but... Yeah, I went back and watched it after this, and to be honest, I feel like I got the whole gist of the first one with this movie. So if you are watching I don't think you need to go back and watch the first one. It's not necessary, I'll put it that way. It's not like the series is very complex. Yeah. <laughs> um, And you know there are five of these. Yeah, you told me that. That's insane. Yeah. The next one, uh, part three, um, it's Bill Mosley, uh, and spoiler alert, playing Ricky. Oh, that's awesome. But, um, he has like, for some reason, like he has like massive brain damage. So like half of his skull is missing and he's running around the entire movie with like a plexiglass dome on his head so you can see his brain. (laughs) So part three is really great too. Well, uh, should we kick it to the opening? Yeah, um, I was going to say, came out in 1987, directed and edited by Lee Harry. Okay. Um, uh, Opens up what, Ricky uh, is our leading man, he's in an insane asylum, and for some reason they, like, the opening credits go over his shoes. I always thought that was weird. Yeah, the the music in 90% of this movie, with the exception of one scene, which I can't wait to get to, is literally one guy with a piano. One guy or girl with a piano. And It's It's like one of those, like, almost, like, the old Nickelodeon movie theaters where you have someone playing a piano behind it. Cause there's one person playing through the whole thing. Yeah. And it's very whimsical music. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's strange. That's our first something's up with this movie. Yeah. This is definitely, um, I would throw this not as bad as the room, but in the room category of, or like troll two or any of those where it's, it's so up bad. There. Yeah. It's up there. Um, but he's getting interviewed by a doctor, I guess, to save himself from death penalty, like one of those situations. Yeah, this is almost like Mine Hunters before Mine Hunters. What they're yeah. doing, and I almost—I know it's not, but this movie is set up like a a lot of books to movies, like the way like where it's one person narrating, but they need a reason to have them narrating, so they'll set it up as an interview or something. Right, like in the '90s, it would always be like a Howard Stern ripoff person. Like, doing yeah. an interview over, like, a wacky radio show. Yeah, a perfect example, Joe Dirt. Yeah, Joe Dirt, exactly. Or, like, um, Psycho 4. Have you yeah. ever seen it? Yeah, like, he's, he's, like, telling his entire life story to, like, a disc jockey over the phone. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, the doctor introduces himself. I don't remember his actual name. He goes, you can call me this, this, or if you want, you can call me Doc. And Ricky, with the line of the movie, well, No. We know the line of the movie, but yeah. still, a good line goes, fuck off, Doc. And Ricky, he is, I looked um this guy up, his name was Eric Freeman, and he has like four credits to his name, and two of those, I'm pretty sure, has something to do with this movie. Well, color me shocked that he didn't win the Oscar. Yeah, but he, um, his overacting is completely superb it's almost like he he doesn't seem like he's an actor but he is trying his best which i give him points for that yeah like he wandered onto a movie set or like his friend is like the director or something like that he's like somehow got this part 
Yeah, they, they messed up on the sheet. Like, he was just supposed to be the guy to carry the cables around. Some names got mixed up, and next thing you know, he's the leading man. He's like, hey, what are you guys doing over here? Are I'm you... trying so hard not to reference the line of the movie. <laughs> I'm trying so hard not to just say it. It's gonna... How far into it are we so far and we haven't said it? We, we're eight minutes... Oh, we're eight minutes in, but part of that's gonna get chopped off because it's before we started. So around right. there. Okay, well, we went over five minutes, so we're doing good so far. Okay. <laughs> um, Who killed your parents? And we get... Should we kind of run through these part one flashbacks kind of quick? I mean, I figured, like, yeah, because eventually I do want to do an episode on just part one, but I figured, like, most of this movie is flashbacks, so we should hit some of these. Okay. It shows uh, the part from part one with his parents being murdered by someone dressed as Santa in the car. Uh, uh, Dad goes to check on him, gets shot. The mom is assaulted, I guess I will say. Um, this does have some, like, intense shit with sexual stuff, throwing that out there if you have problems with that. I could watch people get hacked up all day. I've never been big on that stuff, though. Um, no, like, that doesn't bother me at all. Like, I can watch people get mutilated and skinned or whatever. It's like, oh, okay, it's part of the movie. But you see stuff like that, I'm always like, ugh. And there's yeah. another one in the movie, like, later on. Like, there's a lot of assaults. <laughs> yeah, which is good. I think that's good that we have that gut reaction to it. Yeah, it's not like, oh, look at that. That's fun. It's like, oh, yeah. like if that happened, I would be afraid. <laughs> yeah. So um, the mom is also killed, has her throat slit. Um, who's our leading? Ricky and Bob and Billy, right? Yeah, Billy is the leading guy from the first one. Okay, good. Cause... Ricky is Mr. Eyebrows. Okay. <laughs> okay. So Billy, who's older, is hiding in the bushes, and Ricky is just baby in the car, but killer leaves baby in the car alone and that's that yeah and i love how like <clears throat> so ricky is like recounting this like he actually remembers it and even the interviewers like how could you possibly remember this uh you were just a baby he's like because i was there it's like yeah that's all yeah exactly yeah that explains it yeah the the, the acting we you mentioned the overacting but that doesn't do it justice the switches in tone, because here's his regular voice, then there's his psycho voice, and then there's his twisted, like, there's angry, regular, and evil. He has those three emotions that he just bounces between. And, like, so, like every once, like, I think he breaks it out, like, once or twice where he's, like, kind of playful, which is really creepy, even creepier than any of the other ones. Oh, yeah. He's like, Billy? It's like, oh, God, no, don't talk like an eight-year-old. <laughs> I like when he goes, punish! <laughs> All of those. That's yeah. like the angry ones. Um, Okay, but then we get the flashback to the orphanage where him and his brother first went. Um, his older brother drew when they're all doing drawings. Oh, it's like a Catholic orphanage. It's St. Mary's is what it's called. Yes. They're like lots of nuns and stuff. Um, Billy drew him killing Santa, and then lead nun mother superior is very upset with him and punishes him for it. But I mean, the guy has a reason to hate Santa. Yeah, he does. And they, for some reason, the nuns treat it like, Oh, there's no way he remembers it. Like he was around like, he definitely old. remembers it. There's no I, way Billy doesn't remember it. I remember things from when I was eight years old. I would 100% remember if Santa killed my parents. Oh yeah. I remember things from when I was five years old. Like that's, pretty normal but the drawing of him like that he does of like the bloody santa all like killed and whatnot 
remind I feel like I would have done a drawing like that in elementary school. Well, I know you did. If anyone listened to our Never Hike in the Snow, Throbbing with Horror on the Road episode, knows about you mailing Kane Hodder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, um, my, let's just say in elementary school when I was coloring with crayons, the red ran out a lot. <laughs> um, so after that, Billy sees a nun and a guy having sex. The mother superior, as I wrote my notes before I knew her name, main nun, belt, <laughs> goes in and belts the two that are having sex. And then yeah. belts Billy for going outside, even though the other nun told him it was okay. Yeah, uh, she is, I mean, I don't know if it's good to say a, you hate a nun, but this nun is horrible. Well, it's a fake nun, so I think it's okay. Yeah, this is a terrible, terrible nun. <laughs> yes, there. There's a cut back to the interview room again, and he goes, the doctor goes, do you dream, Ricky? And Ricky goes, I don't sleep. Oh, that's Yeah, that's another, like, that's a great line. Another one is, he's like, you're shrink number 13. 13. Yeah. <laughs> and of course, you want to just say it on three? Oh, I don't know what we're saying. It, the big one. Oh, we're not saying the big one yet. Oh, come on. No, okay. no, don't you drop that Damn yet. Damn it. <laughs> we're this far into it. <laughs> um, but then that whole dr- I don't sleep was just for him to have to go, Billy had bad dreams. Yeah, and I love how, like, their solution to, like, okay, this child is having bad dreams is let's tie him to the bed and traumatize him more. Yeah. And it shows Santa, I guess, visiting the orphanage and young Billy punching him and running away. Oh, he like Mike Tyson's his ass. Like that's a fuck of a punch. He just throws a haymaker right at him. Like he he falls out of his chair. <laughs> yeah. You know what's insane? This is probably the movie they have the most notes for because it's so all over the place. I had to write down everything. Yeah, because there's so many great scenes and different parts, and even like the editing between like the flashback scenes and the new scenes are like really great. It's um, just boom, boom, boom. Here's big thing. Big. There's no small things in between. No. And it's like, it'll talk. It, it edits back between like someone's talking in part one. And then it cuts to part two, Ricky, like setting there talking to them as well. So it's like, is this going on in his head? I guess. <laughs> yeah. So uh, now grown Billy, he's an adult. Gets a job of all things as Santa. Oh, of course. Well, uh, Mother Superior in- gets him a job at a toy store, and it's like, immediately, let's make him Santa. Like, even if he got a job at the toy store, like, well, we're going to have you be Santa. Don't you think he could be, look, I know this sounds weird. Explains the situation. I'm sure they'd be like, oh my god, no, no, that's fine, you don't have to do it. No, this is 80s horror movie. They would have been like... We are firing you, and we're calling Mother Superior, and she's going to beat you with the belt. (laughs) He's a grown-ass man! (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he's 18 at this point. He could move away. Like, I didn't even... I didn't think an 18-year-old was still allowed to be, like, at an orphanage. They're not! At least in the 80s, they're not! That was a big plot point in movies all the time. Yeah, where, like, they either, they're, like, 18, you're out, or they're like, I can't wait till I'm 18 so I can leave. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Anyway, he gets a job as Santa, and my favorite thing is there's a little girl sitting on his lap, and he's like, you're being very naughty. I don't bring toys to naughty children. I punish them severely. 
and she like she's like terrified like her like hands are out her mouth and like it cuts to their parents and they're like oh look he's so good with children and the shop owner like does like an approving nod he's like yes very good i loved it (laughs) and then um where are we at oh um then they just cuts to co-worker Oh, yeah, the party after. So the shop slows down and everything. All the workers there are having their Christmas party. Yeah, they're all drinking just at the registers and whatnot. No one has a family to go home to. This is their only family. Yeah, did you think this party was strange? Have you ever any job just decide, let's hang out and sing Christmas songs together and drink? And we're just going to chug hard liquor with no uh, mixers, sing Christmas songs, and just, that's it. I mean, the first part, okay. Yeah, About that, it. yes. But, like, yeah, they don't even put on the radio. They just stand around, and I guess they're just excited because they made so much money. Yeah, that put me on a murderous rampage, too. Yeah, and I love, he's like, Yo, you know what you gotta go do, Santa Claus? And he's like, of course, I have to go kill many people. <laughs> so, um, there's uh, another... I, I, wait a minute. I smell a rape going on. I better leave. Dun, exactly. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> That's what's going on. There's another one of those about to happen in the back between two of the co-workers. And Billy, once again, sticking with the theme in almost all of these movies that we've watched this month, Billy hangs him with Christmas lights. Yes, which is a, it's a great Christmas horror movie trope. I mean, if there's Christmas lights, someone needs hung. Yes. Um. Then the girl starts hitting Billy. Because yeah, the, reasons. The girl's mad that she got saved. He's like, she's like, oh, you shouldn't have done that. Yeah, like, this is a couple different times in this movie where they're like, why did you save me? Yeah, but she does that and Billy stabs her with a box cutter, right? Right. And just says, punishment is good. <laughs> and I love all this is going on like. I mean, this isn't a giant toy store. It's pretty small. It's, yeah, it looks like a small, like, independent toy store. And it's, like, just in the back room, like, through the swinging doors. There's no music going on or anything, really. If there is, it's, like, extremely light. But the yeah. lady that's still out in the main area hasn't heard any of this going on until she hears, like, the faintest little, like, knock or something. And she's like, Mr. Sims! <laughs> yeah. So the drunk boss walks in. And gets killed with a hammer. Yeah. So he's just piling bodies up in this back room. Well, he's immediately killed three people, like in yes. five minutes. This is berserker mode. Yes. Uh, the last co-worker, the lady who heard the noise, finds the bodies and runs and hides in the toy store. Why she doesn't leave, I do not know. Because reasons. <laughs> There's a perfectly good door and she tries to smash through the window. Well, yeah, it's and I love how um, like Billy uh, shouts out, he's like, "Wait!" and she turns around and stops, and then that gives him time to like fucking get the bow and arrow ready. Okay, the bow and arrow. It's supposed to be a toy store. It looks like a toy bow and arrow. How does it kill her? Why are they selling these to children? Oh, we have to remember this is the '80s before they cared about safety too much. Even then, I'm like, this is a stretch. This is a huge fucking stretch. Oh yeah, that's that is one fuck of a bow and arrow, or she's just very like paper thin skinned. My the only other thing is, you know, a lot of store owners or restaurant owners will keep a gun behind the counter. 
But why a bow and arrow as your protection? Think you're robbing the store. This guy just goes legless on you and pulls out a bow and arrow. <laughs> this guy's so cheap. He's like, no, no, no. I'm not spending money on bullets. I got one bullet forever. <laughs> this I can use again after I kill the last guy. Yeah, he's like, I, he's like talking to the cops. He's like, I got to get that back. That's my protection. Yes. So now Billy goes out and starts punishing where he will just find bad people. He finds a couple having sex that he knows for some reason. How does he know? He he smelled it. <laughs> That's literally, there's no explanation on how he knows. It's not like, oh, you didn't shut the window. You know, like we've talked about, we love those simple one-line dialogues that explain a plot hole. Right. Nothing like that. No, and this one is like really weird too, because like she, um, goes to open the door to look like to let the cat in and she opens the door. The cat goes running in. Billy's already at like full swing. He's like knowing exactly when she's going to open the door to fucking try to swing through it. Yeah. And like all horror movies, if there is a mounted deer head, you are getting hung on it. Oh yeah. I mean, I know this is like years and years afterwards, but it reminded me of the uh, Ash versus evil dead episode one. You know, it's fuck funny i watched that last night episode one of ash versus evil dead again i've seen the whole show but just put it back on last night and episode one is so great i think it's my favorite first episode of any show and most of but i like it a lot most of that is due to like the last about what 10 minutes when they fit every single little piece of evil dead anything like every one-liner every little move like it's all in that 10 minutes yeah um, me and you watched that together at your old house. I remember the first episode. Yeah, I thought you hadn't seen it, and I was like, "How haven't you seen this?" And I showed it to you. I didn't have stars. <laughs> I, I remember that's when I still lived with my parents, and I would beg them to like put stars on their direct TV. I'm like, "Ash versus Evil Dead's coming out. Please put it on." They're like, "You could pay for it," and I was just like, "Please put it on." <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the boyfriend in this scenario grabs a phone to call the operator for the police. I don't know why he calls the operator for the police instead of dialing 911. But he's then thrown out a window. And the operator does something operators do not do. And they're like, if you want the police, you need to call the police. Is it a prank? It's... But why would you not dial 911? Yeah. It existed. Because what, uh, operator was what, 411? Yeah, that was operator. That was information. Yeah. yeah, it makes no sense. I can't believe how many notes I have on this. Jesus Christ. <laughs> okay, next what? page. Um, the police. Oh, this is the police almost shoot the wrong Santa because now reports have come in on the man dressed as Santa. They see a dad going in to surprise his daughter, like crawling through the window, and they almost shoot him, but it's just a dad. Yeah, they just go barging into the house, and the mom's like, "What are you doing?" Yeah. And then um, we cut to another, because we're just scene jumping like crazy. And that's not us. That's this movie. Yeah, um, this, the, yeah, it's this movie is cut to pieces. <laughs> yes. So there's two boys going sledding. And I want to talk on this scene for a second. I don't want to just yes. jump through it. Two bully boys show up and steal their sleds. They're like, man, we're going to go sledding. You can't. Yeah. We're real cool yeah. teenagers. Exactly. These are the cool kids. But do you know what's messed up? What? How excited these cool teenagers get about sledding 
at a snail's pace down a hill. Yeah, they're not even like going fast enough. Like the hill's not even big enough to actually make them go. They have yeah. to like make themselves go with their hands, and they're like, "Woo!" Oh, they are screaming like they are on a roller coaster. This is the greatest day of their lives. Yes, they are having a wild time. These two hooligans sled riding. They're having a great date. Like, <laughs> and then one of the I can't can't believe I'm saying this, but this is an iconic scene from this movie because I've seen this a thousand times. The Santa head chop on the sled. Oh yeah, and it's great because um, there's no way he's going fast enough to get decapitated. The very most he's going like chip a tooth. Yeah, he might be like, ow, what the fuck? Yeah, he's going to be like, ah, that hit my Adam's apple, ow. Like, yeah. But no, his head just comes clean off. And I do love the reveal of the, the headless body sledding down. Yeah, it still stays upright and sleds down, and the head comes tumbling down, like, with it. Yes. Um. So now he's going back to the orphanage. It's go time for Billy here. He, this is what he's wanted the whole time. Um. The cops pull up. Ricky, for some reason, sees this man in a Santa Claus outfit and goes, Billy? And then it's still cutting, and it cuts back between, this is another one of those, like, great scene, like, editing choices they did, where he's like, Billy? Billy? But it's old Ricky doing it. Yes. And you know what? It's not Billy. Spoilers for a few seconds from now. So why does Ricky think it's Billy? That's the weirdest part of it. No, don't they, in this movie, don't they say it's like a janitor? Yeah, it's no, it's just a guy dressed as Santa coming to see the kids. And they completely in the very in the first movie, um, they say he's a deaf priest who's doing oh. it. <laughs> and so in this movie, they just make it like, oh no, he's like a janitor. He's like, oh, he was just some guy. But no, in the you first movie, he's a deaf priest, and the cops kill him, and then they're like, what did you want me to do? He's dressed as Santa. Yes, kill all the Santa Clauses, apparently. Did you notice the when the cop car pulls up, it's the sirens, like the audio sirens are going off, but there's no lights on? Oh, that's great. I, I caught that. Um, so that's when the cop shoots the wrong Santa. And eventually, like, they're yelling, the nun's yelling at the cop. He's sticking around to watch. And he gets axed, obviously, by real Billy. Yeah, because these children are letting him in. They're trying to help him, basically. They're like, oh, that's not yet, but yeah, that's coming up. Yeah, but yeah. The cop gets axed. Um, a snowman gets axed for no reason. Oh yeah, and I then, love that. Yeah, it's, I love that scene. It's one hundred percent just like a poster scene where it's just an axe dripping blood, and he just decapitates Frosty the snowman. Yes. Then the kids let him in, and the nun's like, "Children, what are you doing?" And Anna. I put doctor or detective question mark shoots him. <laughs> it's always it not made movie. clear. It's almost like a Loomis type character, but he could also be a cop. I am not sure. It's great when the movie doesn't let you know enough information about the character that you don't know if it's a cop or a doctor. <laughs> yeah, it could be either or, you know, very similar professions. It doesn't fucking matter. Look, killer Santa, who cares? Just move exactly. on. Why are we looking for logic in Silent Night, Deadly Night Part 2? <laughs> Um, okay. And then Ricky just goes naughty. Yeah, this is, um, yeah, this kind of cuts back to when like Ricky's being interviewed again. And like the interviewer, like at one point is like changing out tapes. I love Ricky goes over. He like picks up a tape. He's like, so this is me, huh? 
I love that the interviewer is shocked because he doesn't see him, but then he's right next to him. But in reality, that only works for us, the audience. Because the interviewer is alone in the room with him. He is not, like, trapped with camera angles that we are. He is a human in a real-world environment who could easily see Ricky stand up and walk next to him. We as the audience, that works for, but the doctor should know he's standing right next to him. Yeah, he has peripheral vision. <laughs> yes, like, or he would see the man who's sitting at the very small table with him stand up. Or has he just zoned out completely? Like, either is he A, like, so, like, amazed by it, or is he B, just extremely bored? <laughs> I That'd be hard to be bored with that story, let's be honest. I also have to give, I mean, I gotta give credit to Ricky's eyebrows once again. They do oh, the more eyebrows act- are the leading character of this movie. They do more acting in this movie than Kristen Stewart's done in any movie she's ever been in. <laughs> I wish this was like Geek Positive where I just pull random quotes for the title, because that would be it. Yes. Um, so, Ricky gets a new family, and his life's actually going pretty good here. Like, the family loves him very much. Like, I thought they were going to go with the cliche, evil new family, but they didn't. No, um, everything seems to be going extremely well for a while. Yeah. And then he has flashbacks from nuns and the color red. Yeah, he's everything's going great until he sees nuns and red, he's and like then the that just sets Looney them Tunes. Off. Like, yeah, that's what he's like. Um, I love the like near omen level music for the nuns walking towards him, though. Yeah, and it's all in slow mo, and like he's like, "Mom, mom!" And of course, every time she looks up, the nuns like dip into a store real quick. Yeah. Um, and then so like he has issues. The parents are like, "What's going on?" He'll get better. Yada yada yada. Not important. Um. Five years later, the new dad dies, so more trauma in Ricky's life. Yeah, that sets him off even more then. And at this point, like, I guess it, this does make a little bit of sense then. At least they were trying a tiny bit where they're like, okay, then this is when he starts being a loner and he's walking alone. Yeah, this makes kind of, this is a tiny bit of average writing. Good job. Yeah, very good job, Silent Night, Deadly Night Part 2. Um, so he's like, after the funeral, I just wanted to be alone. And he's walking through a field, and he sees a couple having a picnic in the field. And here we go. Another near assault. Yeah, now this is a, yeah, this is a, uh, I don't know. He's what, Red Jeep Rape Guy. (laughs) Yes. And he has a flashback to when he was a baby. Yeah, when he was a baby. And this is when it flashbacks to his mom again, right? Yes. How does that happen? Which I feel like I hate, like that scene is hard to watch. This series uses it at least like three times a movie. Oh, if you want to talk about overused flashbacks, tune in next week because I have some thoughts. <laughs> overused visions and flashbacks because I am going to go on a rampage. A buzz buzz. Oh my god. You, you just gave me PTSD. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, <laughs> no, no, next week, save it for next week. <laughs> okay, I was about to go into it. No, because I'm furious at you for making me watch this. I almost quit the show. I can't wait to watch it again. <laughs> oh, um, then the guy after the failed assault, fuck this, I'm getting a beer. He goes um, over to his Jeep to get a beer out of it, which Ricky is already sitting in somehow. And what's he do? 
he he runs a Ricky runs over Mr. Rapey like eight times. Yes. Just back and forth, back and forth. Yeah, and like and, and he like and you even show like it's kind of an extended scene where you see him pull forward, he puts it in reverse, backs up, puts it in drive, pulls forward. <laughs> yeah. At least the girl says thank you. I'm like, oh, Ricky's going to be like the good version of Billy for a minute. Yeah, which is kind of weird, um, like, how she's just like, oh my god, thank you so much. Like, okay, I get, like, that he saved you, but it's like, wow, you really went overkill here, didn't you? Yeah, a little bit, but hey, at least it's not, I hate you, you terrible person. Yeah, why did you save me? Yeah. yeah. Um. Then the doctor writes down, red car, and Ricky thinks that's a good observation. Red car? Good observation. <laughs> <laughs> eyebrows eyebrows <laughs> Th- this is a part that really doesn't need to be in here at all next because ricky has a job as a dishwasher he sees a loan shark beating a guy up you know like where where's the money you better have the money you know that but type of guy it's very like he's definitely phoning it in because the actor's like where's the money yeah. give me the money where's and that money <laughs> the loan shark wipes his face with a handkerchief but do you know what his mistake was what it's a red handkerchief. Oh shit, it's the color red. You know, because he's the bull from Looney Tunes. Yes. <laughs> he kills him with an umbrella. That he, Ricky kills the Lone Shark Man with an umbrella that he found in the garbage. Yeah, which that's one of, like, that's a really great kill, because he, like, impales him with the umbrella, and then opens it up inside of him. Yeah, it's kind of a little showboaty, isn't it? Yeah, it's very much like, look at this kill. <laughs> Um, the doctor gives him a picture of this girl who we will find out is named Jennifer and the only person that Ricky ever cared about. Yes. Because, and they meet with her hitting him with her car. Yeah. And I love this because, um, here recently I've been watching happy days again a lot. Yeah. And he, Ricky has like just major Fonzie vibes going on. He has the leather jacket. He has the white t-shirt. His hair looks exactly like Fonzie's, and he's sitting on a motorcycle. Yeah, he's very Fonzie. Yeah, he might as well have just been sitting there like, Hey! I'm gonna <laughs> go go he... neck with this girl. Yeah, she hits him with a car, they talk, like, he's oddly okay with it. Mr. Murder is fine with getting hit by a car. I've been hit by a car. I was not fine with it. How is Murder Man okay with it? Well, because at this point, like, Ricky almost turns into like a Michael Myers or Jason Voorhees type person the more this movie goes on because he cannot be hurt. Yeah, that's true. I I don't know what the deal is, but he becomes literally superhuman. Then we get the weirdest sex scene I've seen yet since we've done this show. (laughs) Because if you can call it that, it's literally them just laying naked on top of each other and the camera really zoomed in running down their bodies. Well, it's very much like, and other than the, like, too much Tommy Wiseau ass, there, it's almost like the room sex scene where it's like, they're all sweaty, there's like music, it's all like, it's very like weirdly artfully shot. Yes, it's, it's weird. Then we it get worked. the movie theater scene and man, can I tell you how many times I've wished to be Ricky here? Yeah, and I love how nobody else is doing anything. Like, at the very most, they kind of, like, side-eye each other. But Ricky is, like, there's steam coming out of his ears. Which I don't blame him. <laughs> the guy's a dick. He's just yelling, where's the movie? <laughs> Are you gonna kiss her? He's just 
the most annoying human that you've ever seen. The worst one that gets me in is because it's a mouth noise. He's sitting there going, and I'm just like, oh, fucking, I want to fucking kill you myself. <laughs> oh, do you hate mouth noises like ASMR shit and all that? Yeah. <laughs> and also, it's a movie about an evil Santa. I was going to say, did you see, uh, well, you haven't, uh, well, have you seen the first one now? Yeah. Okay. It's the it's the scenes from the first movie. I know. That so they're watching almost, at the theater. I almost thought it was going to be like a movie based on a true story and it was about his brother or something. Yeah. Or like, you know, like is, is like Billy having like flashbacks like right now and he's like starting to lose his mind even more and he's only seeing that, but No, I think they're just cheap and reused footage thinking we wouldn't notice. They're just like, Who's even seen the first one? I mean, yeah. <laughs> Um, and then, so he sees the evil Santa killing people and goes, PUNISH! <laughs> I love PUNISH and uh, Naughty. Is the other one? Yes. Uh, can we go over the weird ex-boyfriend? Oh, uh, yeah. The blonde-haired dude? <laughs> um, he's just hiding behind them? The entire time, hoping someone would distract uh ricky and he would go on a murderous rampage so he could talk to her for a second yeah so he could get his old like girl back what was his plan if he never moved yeah the, he's just gonna crouch behind them the entire time and be like <laughs> i'm gonna get him because <laughs> if ricky's like me once that movie starts i don't move no oh no i'm, I'm not even... a bathroom break person it, I will try to. Ho- I will hold it for as long as I have to. The only time I'll get up and go is like, okay, I'm about to piss myself. Yeah. Even then, I'd probably finish that drink by then. Well, it depends on. It depends on which movie it is. Are we seeing Rise of Skywalker? At that point, I'm going to stand in the bathroom and draw on the mirror. Uh, me and you are going to fight. Don't let us fight on the podcast, Brett. You don't want to do that. Oh, you like Rise of Skywalker? I thought that I. I th- it's a toss-up between that and Force Awakens for my favorite sequel. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, I loved it. I mean, it's I mean, just like one-minute side tangent. It's better than Last Jedi, but I mean, yeah. No, I I don't think it's per. We'll we'll talk one day. Yeah, <laughs> because this will take up the rest of the episode if we go on this. So, like halfway through, they just start talking about Star Wars, and then just turned into like two <laughs> white guys arguing about Star Wars again, and so. He strangles the annoying movie guy, and I love that it's, like, perfectly censored from everyone else. No one notices. Yeah. Well, I love how he, um, the annoying movie guy keeps leaning back and forth to his friend making comments, and the one time he leans back, it's Billy standing there, and Billy just gets really close, and he's just like, naughty. He, like, whispers (laughs) into his ear. He's like, you're being so naughty. So has he already dispatched of the friend? Yeah, I guess he just, like, really quick either, like, punched the friend out or killed him just real quick and that like like quick neck snap or something well he is superhuman oh yeah true he's so angry he's superhuman now uh chip is the new boyfriend's name and his new girlfriend is staring at him trying to pick up his ex and she's completely okay with it for some reason yeah well he uh keeps making um comments where it's like well the meter must be running like (laughs) yeah um that's the end of that so they're on a walk they run into chip again fixing his car um oh we're almost there we're almost there we're almost there i know we're so close (laughs) chip like is antagonizing them and pushes him a little bit and that's the end and jennifer falls for no apparent reason yeah she's just like oh like an infomercial person just drops 
Yeah, like she's trying to get a Tupperware container out of the cabinet and 50 Tupperware containers hit her in the face. (laughs) And he kills Chip with the car battery, which is actually pretty cool. That's a pretty cool scene. And I know how you all are with eyeball stuff. What did you think about that? Oh, that doesn't bother me. It's like when like you have the needle going in and shit like that. Oh, okay. I saw saw an eyeball. bother me at all. I saw the eyeball explosion, and I was like, oh, I wonder how Greg got with oh, that. Oh, no, that kind of stuff's fine. Eyes popping out for some reason is fine to me. It's things going into them. Oh, wait until we get into the Italian horror movies, like, oh, I know. later in the month. I'm, I'm well aware. There's reasons um, I put those on the list. <laughs> <laughs> Jennifer's obviously upset that he just killed a man instead of just punching him or something, like a normal human. And so he just kills her. With a car antenna. Yeah, I love how he's just grabbing whatever's around him now, and it's immediately a weapon. Like, he just, like, naughty, and, like, just strangles her. <laughs> yes. A uh, cop happens to be rolling through, like, has the gun up to Ricky. Ricky shoves the gun back right at the right time, the cop shoots himself. And I love how, and that's actually a pretty cool, like, special effect there, where you see, like, it's just the dot, and then it starts bleeding. Yes. I like that. And at this point, Billy will not stop laughing. Oh, this is where he's gone full Tommy Wiseau here. Just ha 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 ha. The entire time. <laughs> His eyebrows are wagging like crazy. Oh yeah, they're doing they're doing the worm. Like each one's doing the worm separately. Yeah. Like they need top billing above Ricky. Like Ricky's <laughs> eyebrows, then Ricky. <laughs> so a neighbor comes running out after the noise has already stopped, going, Hey, what's all that noise? Yeah, and he gets blown away with, with, like, a great blood splatter. What? From really far away with a handgun and minimal aiming, Ricky is like an expert marksman. Immediately. Yeah. Bam! No aiming or anything. Dead. And I'll let you take this. Okay. And now's the scene <laughs> where uh, the there's a guy putting out his garbage, and Ricky looks up with his fucking, the best face he has in the <laughs> entire movie. And then we gotta say this at the same time on three, okay? Okay. Okay. One, two, three. Garbage day. <laughs> Anna hates horror movies. Um, she she won't watch them with me, which is funny because I love them so much. But that's fine. I watch them on my own time. Um, but I told her, I'm like, look, this scene's not scary. I just want to show you this one quick scene, and she's like, what the hell are you guys watching? Because I watched that clip like ten times. It's all, I just keep going to YouTube and rewatching Garbage Day. No, he shoots them. <laughs> It's, and it's such an it's such an iconic line on the Blu-ray. It's on the Blu-ray like three times on the cover and back cover. <laughs> but they know I, that's the only reason anyone's buying it. I knew about Garbage Day before I even knew that what movie it was in. Yeah, it's just one of those ones where like if you just watch like the like compilation uh, videos on YouTube of just really bad scenes, it's always in there. And this, he, the the music here is where it has stepped up to full, like, ominous evil, like, near super villain like, debut music here. And he's laughing, he's laughing, he's like, ha 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 This is amazing here. This is where the movie ramps up to ten. Um, so, the kid, for some reason, rides her bike directly into him. And I'm like, oh no, don't kill the kid. And thankfully, just like the killer from the beginning didn't kill the baby, she's like, Sorry, mister. He's like, that's all right. And she just drives around them. Immediately, 
immediate half star reduction for not killing the kid. <laughs> I like that. Um, this kid theoretically has just heard the gunshots and seen the, the dead bodies that she just drove past, and is just like, "Sorry, Mister." Like she's not freaked out at all. This kid is the next movie should be about her. No, she's got her own shit going on. She has fifty cents. She's on her way to the penny candy store. She's having a great day. <laughs> You know, like, her parents are looking out the window like, oh my god, people are dying! Susie's out on her bike! Susie, no, no, oh, wait a minute, she got, no, she's still going to the store, god damn it, Susie. (laughs) Susie, no, get back here, this is a major thing that, uh, just let her go. And then, um, there's a car driving down the road, and he shoots at it a few times, hits the vent, the car tips over, and just explodes. But the car hits the um, ramp of dirt that's right beside it perfectly. <laughs> yeah, but minorly tips over. Well, it's a it's a move. It's a car that's in a movie in the eighties, and it had some like very minor damage. Of course, it explodes. Oh my god! And then I was counting shots. I'm like, that's a six shot revolver. He's fired six. I'm about to be so angry. I was pissed because I knew what they were gonna do. I'm like, he's gonna go keep shooting with unlimited ammo. And, you know, Brett, I was wrong. Shame on me. No, they kept up the continuity. Like, of all movies to get this right, I've seen amazing movies that get that wrong. They never reload and have unlimited ammo. Of all the fucking movies to get it right, Silent Night, Deadly Night Part 2. Bravo. (laughs) I can't believe it. Like, I was already writing in my notes, unlimited ammo, but it didn't happen. You already had had it written in your notes, and you had the bed already written out. I predeterminedly wrote He's going to have unlimited ammo and I just scribble it out. That's great. Um, the, the, he keeps walking. There's a roadblock of cops. He goes to shoot himself and he's out of ammo. And then it cuts back to Ricky in the insane asylum with this finger to his head. And he's like going on and on and on. And he's like monologuing. And then it kind of cut, it kind of like pans down to the interviewer who Ricky's now killed with tape from the recorder. Yeah, that was actually pretty smart. I like that was a cool way to do that and reveal that. And I love that, like you can like after he kind of leaves the room, you can like hear the people like screaming. They're like, "Oh my god, he's out!" Yeah. <laughs> um, where are we at? The roadblock. Doctor's murdered. It cuts to cops talking to a nun in the interview room. We find out that it's Christmas Eve here too, so tying back to the Christmas theme. Which, the movie really did leave until here. It wasn't a Christmas horror at all for a while. No, there for quite a while, I forgot that this was supposed to be a Silent Night, Deadly Night movie. <laughs> yeah. the We find out it's Christmas Eve, and he's it cuts to Ricky. He's out, and he kills a Salvation Army-esque, like, Santa off-camera to take his suit. Which, very easy scene to do uh, to explain how he's in a Christmas uh, Santa exactly. suit now. Which, we appreciate these things. I also want to say I very much enjoy the trope of movies when they let you know what the date is. Yeah. Like on Halloween, they say Halloween 1978. No, Friday the 13th, it's Friday the 13th, 1979, you know. Yeah. Um, They went wild on the stroke makeup from Mother Superior. Oh, God, yeah. I did not know having a stroke deformed your face and made it have, like, boils and turned you green. Yeah, like, don't get me wrong, like, if you do, your face will droop and stuff, that's medically what will happen, but not like this! That's not what happens. You're not gonna look like the pus gremlin. 
No, you don't look like the Puss Gremlin at all. No. Or a scene from our next movie we're reviewing. Yeah, that, oh yeah, that's a good one too. <laughs> See, um, there's some good parts. Don't, don't, don't even. <laughs> um, did you notice what Mother Superior's house number is? Yes, yeah, 666. Every time this movie can take the shot, they do, and I appreciate it. Yeah, little things like that I enjoy quite a bit. Um, he axes the door. She has it locked. Because, oh, he uses a payphone, we forgot, after he takes this, the Salvation Army suit and calls Mother Superior and just says, Santa's back! <laughs> and so she has everything locked up. She knows what's going on. Which I would oh, mention, um, she also uses a wheelchair at this point from the stroke and everything. Yeah, she's in a wheelchair, which leads me to my next question. She was downstairs when he broke through the door, right? She um, was because no, I'm I think pretty... she had an upstairs like entrance. I think that's how they got away with it. I think that's actually good. Okay, because I wasn't sure because it almost made it seem like she was downstairs and then got upstairs immediately with her wheelchair. Well, she had two. They did explain that she had a stair lift and a wheelchair at the top and at the bottom. But there's no way that stair lift is not going that quickly. Gremlins are not fucking with the stair lift to make it <laughs> extremely turbo powered. I love how all these last four have tied into each other so well. Yeah, and I keep bringing up. I think every one of these I've somehow brought up Gremlins. Like I'm not bringing up Friday the Thirteenth as much anymore. Now it's Gremlins. <laughs> yeah. Which, you still brought it up with the, you got your reference in. But I don't think I did, I didn't bring it up last week. I was thinking about it with, with Krampus. I didn't talk oh. about Friday the 13th at all. Oh no, I had to delete that episode. Yeah, you do. <laughs> <laughs> um, but here's what's wild. She has the door locked. He axes the door, like, mm. to break in. Yeah. But then it just pushes open, like, it's unlocked. Oh yeah. Like, it they... just opens with a hole in it now. He doesn't like axe the doorknob or anything he's axing the middle of the door and then opens it yeah he opens it yeah it just swings open it's it's been unlocked yes he just didn't try i guess she gets a kitchen knife and the whole chase is going on he this axe has been able to go through wood no problem he axes at her wheelchair as she falls down the stairs, and as we said, she has another at the bottom of the stairs, and it gets stuck in the, like, pleather of the chair. Yeah, in the fabric. Yeah, and it's not one of those, like, fancy ones, it's one of those, like, fold-up ones. It looks like the kind that you see at Walmart, where it's like the... She she definitely stole this from, like, a supermarket. Yes. Um, And, and I, well, I gotta say, Mother Superior is fucking, um like hardy as hell like she takes a beating and like here at the end she just fell down an entire flight of stairs and is still going pretty well well she's not mother inferior it's right there in her name she knows what's up yeah she's like it, this is definitely like super nun powers like they talked about in like blues brothers <laughs> yeah um so they're fighting at the the stairs and everything and he the people show he swings an axe and the camera cuts away. Well, yes. The cops and the other nun arrive. The nun goes up to Mother Superior and touches her and her head falls off. So that axe was super powerful and super fast and super thin, apparently. It, that, that axe is, it's basically like a lightsaber. Like it just, and it cauterizes it because there's no blood. Until it falls. It's just yeah. sealed perfectly. But that um, is a really great scene, Ricky though. And put the head back on. Yeah, and just cleaned up real quick. <laughs> yeah. He's like, oh, this is going to be so good. Ha 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 ha. Eyebrow wag. Um, yeah. <laughs> so that nun faints, who obviously just had 
lead nun's head fall off. And Ricky shows up above her about to kill her. And the detective doctor, (laughs) (laughs) this one, shoots Ricky out of the window. Yeah, this is the Dr. Loomis moment of, I shot him six times! Yeah, he shoots him literally out the window. He falls and they're zooming in on him and his eyes open. Of course. A Santa hand with a knife swings at the camera. Credits. Which then leads into Silent Night, Deadly Night Part 3, uh, which I don't know if it has a title or not. Uh, Better Watch Out from 1989. Oh, we're doing that next Christmas, aren't we? Yeah, that one is definitely going to be like uh, next, um, like the last episode of the holiday ones. We're definitely doing okay. Part 3. I'm down. Um. So... Any final thoughts on Silent Night, Deadly Night, Part 2? I gotta say, I really do actually love this movie. I watched it last night um, and didn't take any notes with it. I just sat down and watched it and had a couple research beverages and just enjoyed it that way. Yeah. I watched it again today <laughs> and I and to take notes with, but I watched it then twice then within 24 hours. Oh, that's rough. But, but I, I agree with you. like. Like Sleepaway Camp, this movie isn't good, but I like it. There's right. there's good movie, there's bad movies I can't stand, and there's bad ones I love. I I do like this movie. Oh no, yeah, I definitely enjoy it. This is one of the movies that I have to make sure to watch at least one time during December. Yeah, it it is funny, it's dumb, and I mean, how can you not love the garbage day moment? Yeah, it's, I mean, the entire episode we were just chomping at the bit to say it. If you are listening to this and you made it this far and you haven't seen the movie and you're like, I don't think I want to sit through this, at least YouTube Silent Night, Deadly Night Part 2 Garbage Day. And that should convince you to watch the whole thing. It's definitely worth it. It's not very long. Like It's like a little under an hour and a half. It's definitely worth the time. Yeah, you can knock it out. Also, if you're a fan of Joe Bob Briggs, he did a special on it for last Christmas as well. Oh, I got. So. I've never seen that one yet. I have to watch it. Which, um, I just, uh, this is coming out right after, um, Joe Bob did his new Christmas special, which they did a, a French Christmas movie called Dial, Co- uh, Dial Code Santa Claus, which I've never oh. seen. It was pretty decent, but it was subtitled and whatnot, but I don't really mind that. And then they did, um, Christmas Evil. Oh, which, okay. Which is another insane man dresses as Santa and kills people. Of course. You know what we should have brought up? Hmm. What doctor number was that? 13. Do you know what episode this is? Oh, is it episode 13? Yep. That's awesome. Yeah, Happy it works 13. Out. Um, so remember how we talked about, I'm like, I'm not going to do that. That's too much work. We talked about doing a kill count for all the movies we've seen. Yeah. I did it. Oh, okay. What did you get? So before Silent Night, Deadly Night Part 2, our kill count was 182. Okay. Mainly because Krampus had zero. Yes. Because of the whole trick. Oh, so you're doing a kill count for the entire, every movie we've done, and we're just going to... Every movie we've done. Not counting our top five, because we didn't do those movies. Right. Counting episode one. So everything from Blood Harvest to current. Oh, that's a... I love that idea. So our kill count, not counting this episode, we were at 182. Okay. You'll take a guess where we ended up? Oh, God. This movie does have a lot of kills in it. I say uh, two hundred. Oh, close two hundred and seven a night. Wow! 
So we we are throbbing with horror. Kill count is at two hundred seven. I love that's a great idea. I love that we're going to be able to keep up with that every week. Yeah, that that'll be a fun little thing to do. So, uh, Merry Christmas, everybody. Yeah, Merry Christmas. Um, what do we have for next week? Well, next week we are doing uh, Slumber Party Massacre Two, which I cannot wait to watch again. Um, if you got you, ever- <laughs> <Fuck> you. <laughs> I love this movie. Like at the very first time I watched it, I hated it. And then I watched the Joe Bob Briggs version that he did with it, and it made it a lot of fun. This movie, I usually tell people, if you want to watch, don't. Don't watch along. Dude, don't do it. <laughs> Which, did you know, like, this? here's like a tiny piece of trivia for Slumber Party Massacre 2. The guy who plays the drill killer in this one is an actual, he actually released like a real vinyl in the 80s. Um, Before or after? After. Oh, okay, that makes sense. Uh, I believe it was after. Um, his name is Atnus Illich. But yeah, I gotta it, find that. It looks like he looks like Rick Astley on this uh, album cover. I hope he. You know, there's someone like has at least made a bootleg vinyl of his song. Oh, after, we'll get we'll get um, to all that next week. Like I always love on e like I like look on eBay whenever there's trends going on, and after yeah. Joe Bob. Briggs did the uh, Summer Party Massacre 2 episode. Um, his That vinyl on eBay shot up. Like, it was going for, like, you know, $5, $10. It shot up to, like, $100, $200. It was insane. That's wild. Like, that, that's even before, like, the episode was over. That's insane. Uh, well, anyway, that's what you have looking forward to for next week. I am... We're gonna. This show's going to end at episode fourteen. <laughs> this well, you gotta. We you the next movie you like? Yes, because I picked it. After that, I picked the next movie. <laughs> I, I love like I, I got to pick two movies in a row because I got to do the one that we're doing on Christmas, which is this one, and then the movie after that, and they're both just terrible movies. I liked this one though. But anyway, um, I hope everyone has a merry Christmas today. Because if you're listening on release day. So I hope everyone had a good holiday or whatever holiday you celebrate. I hope you had a good time as good as you can right now. Yeah. Merry Christmas, everyone. Happy holidays. Um, and thank God it's over. Yes. No more Christmas specials until next year. Um, well, uh, make sure to follow the show on uh, Twitter at throbbing horror. Um, we're also on Instagram now at throbbing with horror. And I saw that. we have a TikTok. We have a TikTok. Yes. Throbbing with horror on TikTok. Oh, I'm gonna follow it because I just started using that. I'm um, I'm a young hip kid now. Like four of the videos on there are of my parents' beagle, but okay. I also um, I also have like a the uh, stash bash um when Kevin Smith was giving out the donuts. Oh, cool! I got that. I got me. Remember when you videotape me walking through the archways in Blairstown? Yeah, I got that on there. Um. I don't know, but I was just fucking around the one day I was bored. And I was like, fuck, the show needs a TikTok. Of course it does. But yeah. Oh, um, yeah, follow us on there. Uh, if you want to follow the whole network's Twitter, which I haven't been very active on lately, I apologize. It's at WNTATU. Check out the other shows uh, Geek Positive, Ruthless Retrospective, and Theater Defeater. If you want to follow me, it's at Greg Ames, G R E G A I M S. If you want to follow Brett, it is. 
uh, at Tellemgwarth, T-E-L-L-E-M-G-W-A-R-T-H. All right. I think that's all our house cleaning we have, right? Yeah, I believe that's it. And uh, All right. Yeah. Garbage day. 